Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest, Alea Harris, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amars Kemp, the founder and host. And let me tell you a little bit more about my guest so you definitely can get a treat. So Alea Harris, she holds a CPCE, is the founder and owner of Flourish Marketing, an agency dedicated to helping empire-building creative entrepreneurs reach their full potential. She believes that all business owners should make good money doing what they love and support her and supports her clients through highly converting marketing strategies, story brand messaging, and bioenergetic business coaching solutions designed to achieve abundance through a holistic approach. As a certified NES health practitioner and story brand guide, Alea pairs intention with action to help her clients find fulfillment in their businesses through solutions that are at, that are as da- database as they are woo. While she works with entrepreneurs of all backgrounds and specialties, Alea remains dedicated to her roots in the catering and events industry by cultivating a diverse community as the marketing chair for NACE and head of the NACE Black Caucus. For her role, she was honored as the 2020 NACE Emerging Member of the Year, celebrating her commitment and dedication to the organization along with the President's Award for Leadership in Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for her work with NACE to develop an action plan for Black member support. So without further ado, please welcome Alea Harris. Thank you so much for having me, Genesis. It is wonderful to be here speaking with you today. My pleasure. And thank you for just coming into the community and being a guest here, as well as lending your expertise to the community. So one way that I like to get started is getting the audience to connect with you in a fun and personal way. And there are two options to choose from. We could do an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do the rapid fire. I'm feeling feisty today. Okie dokie. We're playing rapid fire with Alea and Genesis. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. What's your favorite color? Pink. Question two. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to choose two. I'm sorry. It's going to be flight and the ability to read people's minds. Question three, as a natural curly girl like myself, what is one thing you love about your curls? They are so versatile. Uh, I can have big hair, little hair. They can be small curls. I can roller set it, big curls. I mean, I, we can do all the things. It's like a big just construction playground over here. Love it. Question four, what's the meaning of your name? The meaning of Alea actually has several meanings depending on the um, 
the culture that you're coming from. If, if it's in Arabic, there's some Hawaiian versions of my name, and it usually boils down to something around the lines of grace uh, and royalty somewhere around there, which I will take all of it. <laughs> Question five, you get three random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? My three random acts of kindness, these are what I'm doing for other people, correct? Yes. Okay. I would today give a homeless person a meal. Um, I would pay for someone's parking. And I am also going to uh, pick up my neighbor's mail for them. Amazing. Question six. As a podcaster yourself, who is one person that you would love to have on your show? Oprah, hands down. <laughs> Okie dokie. So y'all know what I'm about to do next. So my community knows I love to challenge people who come on my show. So I challenge you to reach out to Oprah's PR team or slide in those DMs and tell her how you can add value to her and how she can add value to you by having a candid conversation. And if she responds, woohoo. If she doesn't, hey, at least you shot your shot. Absolutely. I love that. I challenge accepted. Question seven. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person past or present, who would it be? My grandmother. I love that. Question eight. Are you the type of person that loves to cook in your kitchen or are you doing DoorDash, Uber Eats or Grubhub? So this is embarrassing because I'm a trained chef, like went to culinary school, worked as a chef traveled around the world as a chef. I haven't cooked in probably like a month and a half because <laughs> I have been, I've been traveling a lot as, as a marketing company owner. Uh, so uh, the embarrassing answer is DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. <laughs> I love the transparency, but I can resonate. I'm not a, I'm not a trained or paid cook. My husband was a chef for a number of years and he transitioned his career. So sometimes when he would come home after a long day being out and about, he's like, I don't want to cook. <laughs> I've been cooking all day. Last thing. And now I just don't have the time. And I'm, we're, we're working on balance over here. We're working on it. <laughs> Question nine. What's your happy place? Oh, you know, it's funny because I have like an internal happy place. Like I have, I, I have this, uh, spiritual sanctuary that's inside of myself that I can kind of carry around with me as my happy place. And I think my, my external happy place is anywhere my husband is. I know that sounds so weird in today's society, but I just really like hanging out with him when I'm, I'm not home until my husband's there. And question 10, it's our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I want to play. Let's do it. So this is going to be an easy question. What's your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Tea. I actually can't stand the smell of coffee. It makes me nauseous. Like walking into a Starbucks is like my least favorite thing to do in the world. Amazing. And thank you for playing rapid fire. 
Now let's dive into the work that you're doing now. I know you have a digital marketing company and we already know previously you were a chef. So what made you transition from being a chef into the digital marketing space? Well, it was kind of like transition back. So I started off in um, the the fashion and cosmetic industries in marketing communication. Then I got laid off. Then I went to culinary school and became a chef. And then I transitioned back into marketing in the food space. So I combined the two of the degrees together. I was working um, as a vendor partner for Google's food team as a regional marketing manager. And my region was the United States for this particular vendor. Um, And then I rose up in the ranks to um, be the head of marketing for North America for one of the largest corporate food service and facilities management companies in the world. And then I was like, this is not who I am or where I'm, I am. If I have to see another bald white man in a blue suit and a white shirt, I'm going to go jump off a cliff. Like it was just horrible. It was not me. While I was there, I started my company and then I got laid off because, you know, my prayer to the universe sounded something along the lines of I've started this company, but I'm not going to lose this nice, nice, nice paycheck until I have all my debt paid off, including my student loans and credit cards. Uh, We bought a bigger house. Uh, We bought a new car. We have six months of savings. Like there was this long list to which the universe probably said, nope, none of that's going to happen. I was laid off in February, 2020. And I'd actually already, (laughs) you were too, right? (laughs) I also had a planned trip already to go on an ayahuasca journey in the Amazon. So I was like, well, no better time than now. So I left, went on my ayahuasca journey. Thank God I kind of found the sense of getting centered came back, started my business in the middle of the pandemic, struggled, um, pivoted. It wasn't even pivoting. It was like the Watutsi. Like it was like twist and shout. Every day was a different direction, trying to really find our way. But it was, what was holding me back was that I hadn't really in my heart of hearts made the decision that this is what I was going to do. I was going to be an entrepreneur. We were going to figure it out. It wasn't until September, my birthday's in September, hey Virgos, um, I decided to give myself a birthday present of an S-Corp. And if you're an individual, uh, not an individual contributor, a sole proprietor, and you decide to stop, you just stop. Like, you you ain't even got to tell nobody, you just stop. When you're an S-Corp, you have created a business entity that lives outside of you. You can't just stop. You got to file with the state. You got to dissolve it, right? When I made the commitment to actually create a business, we made six figures in five months and we doubled after that and doubled after that. I was stuck in all of the transitions and in the fear that I had developed from them that I wasn't able to move forward. And since then, has it been all rainbows and sunshine? No, I may, might see a rainbow like once every three months. It's We're still in the brand new stages. We've been very successful. I now have a team of 10 and we're rolling. But entrepreneurship, if you're listening and you're like, you know what I want to do today? I want to start a business. Take some deep breaths and ask yourself if you're ready for the hard stuff 
and your why is strong enough to move you through all of the ups and the downs until you can get to your rainbows. Mine was, I'm very focused on leaving a legacy behind and building something that can help other people find their authentic selves in marketing. And I didn't feel like, I I, I felt like I had a responsibility to not let that die. But that's how the transition happened was because I was kicked out, had to figure it out, found a strong why that kept me going through all all the ups and downs. I, I love that because it's like whenever you're going through life, things happen to you and they happen for you. Um, my background's corporate America. So I was in corporate for 15 years. 12 of those were older white male industry, such as oil and gas, where I did that for 12 years. And um, losing my dad in the middle of the pandemic in 2020 to medical negligence, then finding out a week later that I was going to be laid off. So I found out in December, which was one week after my dad passed because he passed the day before Thanksgiving. And there was a caveat, like you will work until February, 2021. If not, you will not get your severance package or your paid vacation or whatnot. So I was like, okay, let me be strategic here because you just don't want to leave money on a table, especially if you get a severance, you have a pension, which a lot of companies don't offer pensions in addition to a 401k or whatnot. And I said, sometimes you have to handle people with a long handle wooden spoon, but getting laid off allowed me to really take time to mourn and grieve the loss of my dad, as well as plan a um, funeral in the height of the pandemic. And if I didn't have that time, Gems podcast wouldn't have been birthed and I wouldn't have started coaching because my book came out, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, From the Pit to the Palace, where I talk about what I went through in this male-dominated industry, which gave me leverage to go on different um, speaking platforms and et cetera. And I said, well, you know what? You have to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, you're going to fall victim to what the world wants you to be or what other people project on onto you to be. So I completely resonate with understanding your why because your why is tied to your purpose and your purpose allows you to build out the mission while you're here on earth in order for that foundation to be built. And it's incredible that you have accomplished so much in that short amount of time. But I like that you also alluded that it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshines. You're going to have those start ugly moments. You're going to have the failures and et cetera. But it's like, how do you learn from those failures in order for them to be a conduit to your catalyst in order to catapult you to the next level or the next season that you're getting ready to walk in. So be thankful for closed doors because even though a door closed, that means another door is going to open or several to come. So let's talk about branding, marketing, and overall strategy because you have to have a blueprint. Just like we need a blueprint for our homes, for those of you that are home homeowners, you need a blueprint for your life. So Alea, let's let's spend some time unpacking branding and marketing and stuff because people are like, oh, I could do this, but then they don't realize the work that goes involved into doing it. You have to go from working in your business to working on your business. And when you work on your business, that's where the scaling comes. That's where partnering your zone of genius with someone else's zone of genius comes into play. 
And it's also where you make sure that the person that you are on the forefront is a person behind the scenes because just because you don't think somebody is looking, I call it SNH, scoping and hoping, they're always scoping and hoping and lurking in the background to see if you're gonna walk it like you talk it. And for those of you, you know the song by the Migos, walk it like I talk it. So come, come here and holla at me, Alea. <laughs> You definitely need a plan. So the way that we work is a little bit different than most marketing agencies out there because I have a flourishing entrepreneur. Um, I'm sorry, a flourishing empire framework. My podcast is flourishing entrepreneur. My framework is flourishing empire. I really should have thought about that, those names, because I get them confused myself. In the framework, we take you through um, getting real, getting clear, and then getting connected. Most people don't do the first part. They come to me and they're like, hey, Leila, look, can you run me, a, can you run me an email sequence real quick? It'll, it'll fix all of my business problems. It'll fix it all. And I'm like, okay, that's not how that works. Or they go on Fiverr and not knocking Fiverr or Upwork or anything like that, but you get what you pay for. So you go on there and you're like, I need a, a marketing thing. And then you get something that sounds like everyone else. That's great. You're going to reach some people with that. It's going to, I mean, you know, talking about your product or service will get you someone. It's not going to get you your ideal client. You're going to end up dealing with people who you don't like, who will negotiate, quote unquote, your prices, meaning that they're going to haggle you down until you feel like you've given away your soul and you resent your business. Instead, what we do is when you get real, you tap into yourself. I'm also a bioenergetic wellness practitioner certified through a company called Ness Health. I use those tools to get you to understand the truest essence of yourself that she's there. She's already there. She's living, she's breathing. You've covered her up because of what other people have told you, because of the environments you've been in, because you're transitioning from corporate into your business, because you're in a male-dominated industry and you weren't supposed to be a certain way. It's funny, Genesis, you talked about being a curly girl. I love my curls. Also, my head is never cold. That there's So there's that. Um, but I used to go back and forth, curly, straight, curly, straight. I, I never thought anything of it. So one day it actually was like, oh, I just don't feel like getting my hair done. And I was speaking on a stage and I just wore my hair curly. And this black lady came up to me. She was probably around my same age. And she said, we can do that. And I said, we can do what? And I said, yeah, we can. She goes, they put you on the stage. Like no one said anything about that. And by the that, she meant my hair. Because she was looking at it like, like her eyes were like, what huge like big saucers and I'm like yeah girl my hair has nothing to do with what's under it my brain is still the same and in fact it's fabulously adorned because I don't know about if y'all have ever seen a picture of me but my hair is fabulous without the personality of her own and from that moment I realized that I never wanted to get on a stage with straight hair not ever again, because, you know, life changes, but at least for a while, it's been years because I wanted people to see 
what it was like to be yourself and that you could be accepted for being yourself on a stage. I get paid thousands of dollars to speak. Sometimes it tickles me pink, really. I'm like, you don't pay me. You don't pay me for that. (laughs) Thank you. But I do. And I get up on stages with my big curly hair. It could be a roller set. It could be an Afro, but I have to do the work to be okay with that myself. And then now I get to show everybody else that it's okay too. It's a small, small, small example of what getting real does. Not only does it inspire you, it also takes a lot less time in the bathroom and you inspire others when you are your real self. The beautiful thing about that is too, when you get real, then you create a story that is theft proof. Most of the time what we do, and let's be honest, we're like, I have a business. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at all my competitors' websites to see what they're doing. And then their colors are yellow, mine is pink, boom, new website, right? And we don't take their exact words, but they pretty much sound exactly the same. We do really well with people in homogenous industries, wedding planners, therapists, doctors, med spas, cannabis distributors, the people who are constantly asked the question, why would I choose you over your competitor? The answer is not, well, my product is 10% better or our labels are green instead of pink. The answer is what is based in your authenticity. And I can't actually tell you that there's no secret sauce for me to divulge to you on this podcast. I need to get to know you. We need to talk about who you are and then convert that into messaging strategy, which is who you are. What is your one-liner? How do you come across to the world? Who are you about? What problem do you solve? How do you solve it better than anyone else? And then that gets translated into marketing copy. People are always like the number one mistake I see and the number, there's so many mistakes that people make out there when it comes to marketing. But right about now, you need to Step, like you said, Genesis, you're working on instead of in your business. I don't want you to step even further back than your business. I want you to step into a global context. How are people feeling right now? We've left the pandemic. We've been cloistered. People are back outside now, craving human connection. We have social media where video is the only way to go. Yes, you can post, but if you're not using video, you're, you're, you're really just being lazy, right? Or you're having to overcome a certain imposter syndrome that you need to talk to somebody about, right? Because you need to show up on video, otherwise you're not posting. Why? People are craving authenticity and realism. At the time of this recording, Beyonce just came out with a song that was all about not letting something break your soul. People are having internal um, dialogues with themselves about what is my soul? Who am I? What do I want? Now put that in the context of your business. If you then come out sounding like everyone else and it's cookie cutter and it's fake, people will see it even further than a mile away than they saw it before because that is not the world we're living in. We're living in a world now that rewards you for being yourself that rewards you for taking the purpose that you were given that was sent from you, from God on high, from the universe, from spirit, insert your deity there. And is the reason why you are here, we reward people for stepping into it and owning it. It's terrifying. Absolutely. But it's so freeing after you take that first step. Then you get to wear your hair however you want to. You get to say the words that match your heart. I use words like I love you in business context and people think I'm crazy. But yeah. that's how I feel. And so that's, that's marketing. Marketing is not 
I'm going to tell you all of the tips and tricks and how you're going to fool the algorithm. Marketing is being a human being looking to seek and make lucrative relationships with other human beings. That's marketing. I love your spin on marketing because everyone has their own viewpoint on marketing. And sometimes they tell you about the way to drive those KPIs, those key performance indicators and et cetera. But I like your, uh, your message on marketing because that's what I've been doing on my podcast. I don't edit it. I come on with curly hair. Sometimes I straighten it. I love my Dominican blowouts, but I don't, I no longer feel conditioned to get a Dominican blowout because you can't accept my curly hair for how it looks. Like if God wanted me to have curly hair, I would have popped out of my mom's badge or her C-section with straight, with straight hair, but neither here or there. Or I didn't like the fact that some of my um, family members who are in the fashion industry and et cetera, they're like, oh, well, your videos aren't getting high rankings because um, you haven't quote unquote beat your face. And it's because I don't wear a lot of makeup and I'm not going to put on makeup just to get an audience to follow me and have all these prim and proper aesthetics or filters when in actuality, my life isn't curated around filters. People who resonate with me are part of my tribe. If you don't resonate with me, cool. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I'm somebody's cup of tea. And as long as my husband, my boo, my rock, my bow ass likes me and the people that are paying my bills likes me, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be me because if I'm not being me, then I'm going to die by the rejection and approval of other people trying to strive and be something that I wasn't created to be. But once I know who I am and whose I am, the Lord Almighty, then everything is going to fall into alignment according to his will and purpose for my life. And sometimes you just have to be blunt and real and people are going to resonate with that. So just to recap, before we jump into the call to action in marketing, you're saying you have to show up authentic. You have to understand how are you solving people's problems when you can become the solution to another person's problems and make their life easier. They're going to want to partner with you and pay you because you're making their life easier. And let's be honest, some people are lazy. They don't want to do the work. So if they can offload that work onto you and you can get it done because it's your zone of genius, then, you know, let's sing Kumbaya and break bread and build those synergies. Another thing is, Know how you can be that one person outside of your competitor. Stop trying to be your competitors and do what everybody else is doing. Because if you do that, you get swallow up in the masses because there's nothing that differentiates you from the next man or woman because you're just like them. And four, I would say, don't be afraid to ask why. Ask yourself why, your personal why, and then Build on your personal why into the professional why and mirror the two together in order to have a conglomerate and produce content that is worthwhile, produce products and services that somebody can need and use that's beneficial, but also make it sustainable where they're coming back to you. So that's how I would kind of summarize what you just said. Would you say I did a good job with that, Alea? I think you did a great job. That was awesome. <laughs> So let's jump into the call to action. I know our call went so quick. So what is your call to action for the audience today? 
Well, I would invite you to follow me on Instagram at Alea Harris, but if you want some free stuff that's totally related to what we were talking about, you can go to flourishmarketing.co slash freebies. And there's a bunch of downloads there, including a recalibration guide. The recalibration guide will help you with that first part that I was talking about, the getting real part, which is the hardest part of marketing. And it has tips and tricks. It's a 30 page guide that you can get some getting real techniques so that hopefully you're even closer to writing your authentic message. I love that. And then the website once again is what? (laughs) Flourishmarketing.co, not.com.co. Okay. Flourishing y'all because she wants y'all to flourish. Flourish. Flourish, not flourishing. Okay, just flourish, flourish. Flourishmarketing.co. Got it. Okay. So y'all got that, y'all. She had to say it multiple times because I almost butchered it and I want to send y'all to the right place. And then follow her on Instagram. I will have her links in the show notes. All you need to do is read, scroll on down and tap in with Alea. Let's go support this phenomenal woman who's out here making strides. And if she can do it, you can do it too. Just believe in yourself. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. So there's a spot for everybody to listen and you don't have to worry about, oh, I ain't got an iPhone or, oh, I ain't got an Android. There's something where you can listen. And this video recording is on our YouTube channel. So go to Gems. G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And lastly, but not least, I'm going to remix this song, y'all. Where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. No, I'm not a singer. I'm going to keep my day job. But thank you for boosting us to the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts. And you can fact check me by checking the the metrics on www.listennotes.com, which brings me for the need to ask for brand sponsors. Without sponsorships, we can't continue to build out on this movement and mission, which is to bring on content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational, while also weaving in the need for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because whether you realize it or not, it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And for the different subject matter experts to come into this community, time is money. So let's support one another. We are better when we build those partnerships and we could go further and faster when we go together. So I like to say united we stand and divided we fall. So until the next segment, next guest, peace, love, and lots of blessings. YOLO, you only live once. And remember to believe in yourself because if you don't, Somebody else is going to tell you how you should show up and you don't want them to rule your life when you have the ability to be in the driver's seat and navigate your own path. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, 
at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.